0: Friends, of course, I go by the name of the kid, famous. You and I are tuned into the Tim and Friends show. Hello, education, entertainment, coast to coast, ball it up, call it entertainment. Let's get this started. Uncle Tim, let's start this show in five, four, three,
1: two, one. Let's go. Happy days, bro. All- Was that like a worm going a on? A little there? bit, a little arm worm. I don't I know they know call that's that
2: just little. Oh. You have to be connected to somebody yeah. to do that. That nah, wasn't very good, that one. Oh, that, Did you do that one at was camp? not bad. Did you learn that one at camp? Uh, no, I just on your own it just break dancing with the crew. Yeah, just feeling it. Yeah. A little, oh. <laughs>
1: that's a nice one. Yeah, I like Scott the variation. Emotion. Yeah, not yeah, bad at not all. Bad. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Appreciate
1: it. Hold Thank hold you. Hold on. Thank How you. It's it? <laughs> <laughs> hey! a good way to start it off. Yeah, not a bad Monday. Happy days to those celebrating on this uh, statutory holiday. I I think a lot of people, you know, you might not agree with all the holidays out there. I don't know how you disagree if family day, if you are in one of the provinces celebrating family day, but just celebrate the statutory holiday. Hopefully you either get the day off Mm -hmm. or you get paid some time and a half or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm. Not us. (laughs) (laughs) To the Jesse Rubinoff, the entire crew here on Family Day in Ontario, Saskatchewan, New Brunswick, BC, and Alberta. Happy Islander Day in PEI. That's a big one. Nova Scotia Heritage Day, obviously, in Nova Scotia, and Louis Real Day in Manitoba. President's Day to our homegirls and boys who live (laughs) south of the border. All that means significant afternoon action at least on the ice four games on the slate we got highlights to start the show i love it kind of sort of excited and with some rumors swirling we've also got frank saravelli on the docket as well as a freshly minted Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Mark Spears. Let's go. We will discuss the worst basketball game ever played, Legitimately, the merits of the dunk off, and of course the Leafs procurement nice of one Ryan O'Reilly. Also Canada getting back on the front foot at the She Believes Cup after a start that was more unfortunate than, well, well more unfortunate than for guys like me, this. <laughs> Oh! <laughs> Love the and This was in the comments, and I'm just stealing it. Mm-hmm. Where his laugh turned into COVID.
2: <laughs> right at the end. I didn't think about that. That's really
1: <laughs> his, funny. His laugh turned into COVID.
2: Can we? Can we try that Like, if that happened to you, would you? On you? you? Would, no, no, no. On me. you, clearly. Would, would that? Would you be that mad? Like, I don't think he was playing around. there. I think he's like, serious. But he's not happy. But, it. I. I it or he's a good
1: actor. It depends who did it. Like, if those, if those were my boys, I would laugh.
2: What if it was me, honestly. I'd punch you in the face. Yeah, I figured as much. Well. <laughs> You'd have to wait for a commercial break, though, if you wanted the show to keep going. <laughs> That's very um, good.
1: I, I would, like, part of me was, could that have been fake? But it just seemed like his reaction was too good to be very, acting. Very, yeah.
2: Well, he should be acting if that was fake. If, if it was if fake, it was fake yeah. yeah. He should be an actor. Yeah. I don't know if it would stick. Do you want to try? No, I, I, I'd have a hard, time Yeah. The part of that that
1: makes it really funny is where did they get that plunger? No, I hope it was brand
2: new from the it's, store. It's not brand new from the store. I would hope so. Out <laughs> <laughs> they're in like Then then he is in like to be an mad. auto shop. Then he has reason to be very very <laughs> mad. Like well, really really pissed. mad, yeah. That's Yes. Yeah, that's bad.
1: A brand new one, okay,
2: maybe, but that's an auto shop or So now something. there's COVID and whatever was <laughs> yeah. on that
1: thing Pink, or pink eye. Around. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a mess. Speaking of pain, oh nice my sure. goodness. All right, let's get the show on the road starting with first things first. Let's open the bank, yo. On Andre Kirilenko. (laughs) All right, I mentioned it, four games on the ice already in the NHL, some uh, afternoon affairs. Mm -hmm. For our perusal, including four games, two Canadian teams will start with the Flyers and the Flames from Calgary. Flames 6-0-1 in 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 their last seven against the Flyers, so they should get this done, right? Hold up! Actually, we got some physical action first. Watch Dennis Gilbert step up and deliver a hit on Nicholas Deloria. Now, here's the problem: Deloria can stand up for himself, but Nick Sealer is the one that takes exception, and Gilbert gives him the uh, the old uh, straight right hand. I mm-hmm. believe they actually left. Uh, afterward, Gilbert firing up the crowd. Then later in the first, two on 0 Cadre gives it to Jonathan Huberdeau, trying to keep him on. But Samuel Aarson makes the save, and they go back the other way. Travis Konecki, holds, shoots, shoots, fires. He beats Jacob Markstrom. Twenty-seven. No, no, one nothing Philly. So you get the big win on the weekend, and of course you're down one nothing to the Flyers in the second period. They're just underway, and you can see it on Sportsnet One. Jesse, good shot though. It's tough for the goalie under the blocker, right above the pad. All he right, back off there. It was an uh, easy goal, it was an easy goal.
2: <laughs> Sens and Bruins, this is David Krejci honoring, getting honored by the Bruins for his 1,000th NHL game. he has been around a long time. One of only 76 players to play 1,000 games in a single franchise. That's Julian Gauthier making a Sens debut after being acquired from New York on Sunday. First period, Jake DeBrusque, son of Louie. He's got goals in back-to-back games. At 18 on the year, one zip Bruins. Four minutes later, Dylan Gambrel, Forces the turnover to Claude Giroux, scores on the backhand, and we're tied up at one second period. We go Brady Kachuk doing what Brady Kachuk does best. Big hit on Hampus Lindholm then centers for Gambrel, but Linus Olmark. There were some
1: plays in this game. Yeah. Watch the Fun McAvoy hockey. play here. Fun hockey
2: game. Here's the play. That's pretty, pretty nasty. And then all you got to do is get the puck to David Pasternak. Find a way to get the puck to him. Only he dummied it to himself. He's got 40 goals this Pasternak for a third season in his career 2 1 Boston. Another, a- another one for McAvoy. McAvoy from his knees to Pasternak. And that's too easy. Slips it past our man, Kevin Mandalay. Three so assists you're for McAvoy. On-
1: Pasternak, and I understand. No, why. McAvoy's
2: McAvoy is insane. I, I mean again, there's a lot going on in that pack. You got Pasternak with another 40-goal season. Yeah. And you got McAvoy, who a lot of people picked to be in the Norris, then he got hurt and it's had a tough year. That uh oh.
1: that dummy was
2: ridiculous. Uh it is kids' day
1: at oh, Florida for the Panthers, at least for the starters. They're kids on the ice. The rest of you go bleep yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with Eric Stahl. Shot his tip. And it goes off the Ducks player and in to make it 2-1. Then Mark Stahl gets the return feed from Matthew Kachuk. He ties it into a piece. Third period, now 3-2 Anaheim. John Gibson had 46 saves at this point. Ryan Lomberg has it go off of his skate and in. So we go to overtime, and guess what? Kachuk again, this time will feed Carter Verhege. He has 30 goals after this game winner. How about a tough luck loser in John Gibson? 51 saves and he loses 4 3, the final. Sergey Bobrovsky, 353rd career win, tying Evgeny Nabokov for the most ever by a Russian goalie. And you know, when you break a record
2: that was set by Evgeny, who always worked as Nabokov, Jesse, you've done something well. Yeah. Why are there so many bad teams, it feels like, this year? Like Anaheim's really bad. Yeah. Really Chicago's really bad, although they they played well against the Leafs. Obviously, have, have you heard of uh, Connor Bedard? Yeah, I guess that makes <laughs> like, sense.
1: Uh, speaking of bad, bad teams, how is the bad team known as the Philadelphia Flyers uh, currently beating the Calgary Flames? I mean, that was supposed to be a jumping-off win. This is currently live right now in Sportsnet. If you want to flip, I got no problem at all. Uh, it seems as though. Calgary makes things tough on themselves. This is another right now one-goal game. Did you know the Calgary Flames not only lead the league in one-goal games, they lead the
2: league in one-goal
1: losses as well.
2: Yeah, I mean you got to win ultimately, obviously, but that kind of tells me that they're close, right? Like a lot of those games could go the other way, and next thing you know, you're firmly in a playoff spot. So
1: I love gotta uh, close. I love that you are positive with it, but it also tells me that you're not getting good enough goaltending when it matters most.
2: A lot of first shot goals on Jacob Markstrom. I know that's sort of been an issue for him following his career around, but but then when you look at the one goal games, it's that one sort of Anderson. It's that it's (laughs) Mr. Anderson. It's that one. Soft goal that often looms large when when the Flames are going to look back on this season, whether it's they're in a playoff spot or not. Right now they're not, so not great. Anderson,
1: uh, are you selling that game? If you want to watch that one on Sportsnet, yeah. well, we'll see if they bounce back in this one. But as I mentioned earlier, one, not good in close games, so they're going to have to blow this one wide open apparently. And two, for some reason, struggling against the East this year, though if you look at a lot of teams, mm-hmm. uh, it seems like East versus West, the East is winning those games. We'll keep an eye on that one. A little afternoon delight for you here on Sportsnet 1, Flyers and Flames. You can flick back and forth. I don't know if they still have picture and pitcher, but you can have us on the second screen. I'm good with it
2: all. Flick or flip back and forth? Whatever you want, my friend, whatever you Uh, want. Okay, let's talk about one of those East teams, why don't we? Uh, The big news out of the NHL this weekend was the Toronto Maple Leafs acquiring Ryan O'Reilly and Noel Achari in a blockbuster trade with the Blues and Wild. sort of. The new Leafs have already played two games, making their debuts in a 5-1 win over the Habs on Saturday. They look good, but then they lost to Patrick Kane and the Blackhawks on Sunday. So I'll ask you this, Timmy. Is this the move that finally gets the Leafs over the hump and out of the first round of the postseason? No one has any idea.
1: Anyone who acts like this is the move that will get over over the hump or acts like they know if this is the move that will get them over the hump has no idea what they're talking about. This is the Toronto Maple Leafs that we're talking about. But it's a good move. Like if you're looking for pieces to add to a team... The Toronto Maple Leafs, maybe there'll be those that argue that you needed a defenseman, but you got a Selkie Award-winning center and a guy that can definitely help your bottom six. I know you gave up a lot to get it done. I think that these are the type of players that will help you when it matters most, as evidenced by, one, the Selkie Award, and, two, the Conn Smythe Award. Like, Ryan O'Reilly might not be the same player that helped the St. Louis Blues win a Stanley Cup, but he's pretty damn close. And the type of player that you know won't be rattled when it matters most. And if we're honest, that's
2: what the Leafs have been worried about for ever. Literally. (laughs) 1960 Savage. Literally. What what, what have we been talking about, um, and this even precedes Tim and Friends, and it was Tim and Sid, always what the conversation is surrounding the Leafs is they have enough grit. Can they get it done in the playoffs? And then they go and get Ryan O'Reilly, who you just listed all his accolades. He had 12 points in 12 playoff games a year ago. That's not long ago. That was one year ago. Mm-hmm. And Nolichari, who's consistently, consistently in the top 10 in hits in the league. So if you're looking for uh, sort of the, the best possible move out there, obviously you made a good point. Some people would say the Leafs needed a defenseman more. But among the forwards that they could go and get, this probably solves... Most of your issues,
1: Sebi uh, in studio, uh, camera person Sebastian Morin, You and I have often had this conversation surrounding the Leafs. How are they going to defend? And the answer that we always get from Leafs management is what? Team defense. Team defense. Oh. They believe in. Te- what? <laughs> I love how. I happy knew we're on you the same are. page. I, yeah. put the, I put you on the, the spot there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I thought by They're bringing Sebi in yeah. that we might get to the right team answer defense. there. But team defense, no, right? Oh yeah. and, and what this does is shore up their team defense. It's mm-hmm. not always – but, like, the one thing that I'm not sure is being talked enough about is the fact that 75% of this salary – has been retained which means if you do the math on this and you take into account jake Musson's 5.6 million dollars you still have like two and a half million dollars left over for the leafs to make another move here like i'm not sure that they're done
2: with this move i think they've got a little more leeway here if something else is on the board what direction do you think they need to go if that's the case if it's like it's and not, Gabarcof, million, it's, right? not a,
1: it's not a lot it's not like the 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 Edmonton Oilers after the last two games have to go out and get the best defensive defenseman that they Gabbercom could possibly. Or Shen, right? But it, I don't know if Shen is the best defensive defenseman.
2: No, but you know, you've got a to do everything in
1: your power to improve your defense core if you're the Edmonton Oilers mm-hmm. after blowing two straight three-goal leads, right? Yeah. So, I think the Oilers will probably try and take the lead over Kyle Dubas and the Leafs, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Leafs go out and get another defenseman. I wouldn't. The reason why they gave up so much in this deal was, one, because it's Ryan O'Reilly and Nola Chari, but they're both unrestricted free agents at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Like, you might have to, maybe there's a way that you can sign one, two, I don't know. But to me, it's the retention of the salary that allows them to go out and get something else.
2: Uh, would you be concerned that they have, through rounds one through four in the next three drafts, the Leafs have five of their 12 selections? Like, Well, that's why that's why
1: this, this clip that we have from February the 9th from Kyle Dubas rings very loudly in my ears right now. <laughs> have a listen to this, and then remember, he just picked up a pair of free agents to be.
3: I think in regards to to rentals, I I, I can't see that happening. But with regards to other options, I I don't think um, you say no off the hop to anything.
1: So was he playing poker? Is he desperate because he knows that the jam is done if they don't make it through the first round? Mm -hmm. Or is there a third option here that we can throw to Frank Saravelli when he joins us a little later on that maybe Ryan O'Reilly will... Be one of those guys that wants to stay.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, if he stays and he shows that he's still capable of being the player that you would think, maybe a little bit of a drop-off, but if he's still effective, then it's worth it. It has to be, right? Like That's, that's what you want. These are the type of guys that you want in your lineup. And, and draft picks, while are they're valuable, they're going to take a while to... You're going to take a while to reap the rewards and the benefits. Yeah, I don't, having I don't think
1: we can debate. I think what you're saying is absolutely true. We're not going to debate whether or not you'd want Ryan O'Reilly on your team. It's whether or not you can fit him under the cap. Yeah. that's And how cheap can you get him? Is there a hometown mm-hmm. discount already for a guy who just got here? And if he wins the cup in Toronto, he'll be able to write his own ticket because he knows as well as anyone on planet Earth because of the long line of former Gerontonian area yeah. players coming back home, trying to do this exact same thing. You know, if you do it, you will write your mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it, look, it seems like it was just a deal that came across Dubas's desk, and he liked it enough to say we're in win now mode. We have a window here. Like, but there's a lot of like ifs, ands, and buts on this deal. Like, that's a lot
1: to give up. Mm-hmm. If they both leave, if you don't win the cup, like Kyle Dubas's job is on the line on this and like let's not also shy away from the fact that they just lost to the Chicago Blackhawks last night and I don't guys do we have the board of the former captains that Kyle Dubas has now brought into Toronto like is there a statement on the leadership currently on this team that he constantly needs to go out and get other guys who have been captains other places?
2: No, I, I think when your your team has not managed to get over the hump, you can always supplement. And if you're if you're looking for people who are players who are available, why would you not want to look for guys who have d- either done it before or have been around the block and guys that you could look to in the locker room when things are going south in the first intermission or second intermission and you need someone to step up and say something, maybe one night it's Matthews, maybe one night it's Tavares, but maybe one night it's Ryan O'Reilly or Nick Foligno when he, he came to Toronto or... Joe Thornton, when he was here, or or Jason Spezza, like that, you have options in the room now. And Mark Giordano, it just makes it, I think, a little bit easier when things are not going their way. No. Understood. Uh, okay, why don't we talk about the uh, the Oilers? Because as we. Leaf fans probably feeling pretty good about the moves that Kyle has made. They just lost to Chicago. Yeah, but the Oilers is a different (laughs) level of of trepidation, I would think. They blew a three-goal lead for the second straight game in a 6-5 loss to the Avs on Sunday. The Oilers have now lost four in a row, allowing a whopping 20 goals in those four games. So what is the answer to their defensive issues, if you can find one, Timmy?
1: Okay, let me just throw this out there right now. They have one regulation loss in the last 15 games.
2: So yeah, it's an important caveat.
1: There are points that are being picked up, but Jack Campbell has gone back the other way after we knew he would get warm again. That wasn't the greatest game from him. I don't know how much help he's getting out there. It is, here's the one question that I have, and I keep seeing it pop up. Like, there's never a point where the Oilers fan base turns on their two best players. Is there like, is there ever a point, I've seen people point to defensive liabilities surrounding two of the greatest players on planet earth but i've only seen a couple of people and i have a rule a personal rule if it's not more than five people that you've seen do it shut the bleep up like everyone point they do this on the internet all the time they find one person saying one really stupid thing Mm -hmm. and then they act like there's millions of people like that one person and it's not true that doesn't happen. Do you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, of course. Right? Like yeah. the the pundits who like to stir the pot mm-hmm. on the old Twitter machine will find one example of one thing and say, we've got a massive problem here because this one person, you need more than one. Mm-hmm. Give me five before I start worrying about it. But I've seen around five people start to suggest that they need more defensively out of two of the best players on planet Earth. There's no way that the fan base thinks that or
2: turns on any one of the two top guys. Is there? Let me give you a statistic just to supplement that point. Um, We have talked ad nauseum about how impressive, specifically Connor McDavid, has been this year and throughout his career and the amount of points that he has this season is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. He's only a plus two.
1: Yeah, this don't don't do the plus minus
2: thing. I, I know that plus minus is not the most flattering statistic in the National Hockey League. But when your team this, yeah. when your team has allowed the, the second most amount of goals among playoff teams in the league, yeah. that does say something. Because it's you, consistent
1: across the when board. When you give a plus minus stat, mm-hmm. you have to give the teams plus minus.
2: Okay. Do the math Can I, I can't yeah. let me know. But look those at the no,
1: these these goals <laughs> for games are not five on five too, right? Yes. Like a lot of that has come. Yes. On the power play. They score a lot on, on the power, power play. play. Yes. Right. No so you, you have to, in order to quantify, in order for me to have an honest discussion about plus minus, you have to give me the team plus minus.
2: They're plus two. 23, the Oilers this season. And McDavid is a plus but two.
1: No, no. They're plus 23 goals differential. Goal differential.
2: Yeah. That's not plus minus. You want me to do the the whole rosters plus minus? No, you have. Yeah, well, when you give me that stat, not not including if you're going to give me plus minus, yes, I'm sorry. I'm not
1: trying to be a a Richard here. I got it. Yeah, you can't just give me goal differential, and you can't just give me. uh, I have to understand what that means in context to your team. Are you better or worse than the rest of the team? Because plus minus is a team stat. I'm sorry. I saw someone else give out a plus minus stat over the weekend.
2: No, (laughs) what we'll do is we'll tabulate it, and then when Frank Cervelli comes on. We'll bring it up and we'll ask him because I'm sure you're gonna ask well, him about like, the Oilers' defensive woes. Do you believe in plus-minus? No, I think it's in, what I think is is it's indicative of the defensive struggles. The fact that his plus-minus is not good, it's because as a team, and he's on the ice right. for a big chunk of the game, the, their team defense obviously is not good enough. What well, team defense? Their team defense is yeah, obviously. And, and, not, and
1: that's probably where I would lean when you gave me a plus-minus because if if the team is like say, mm-hmm. uh, I know their twenty-three goal differential. So depending on how many of those came on the power play, yeah. figure it out. Log on. How many of them came shorthanded? That's you know. been
2: a thing though. Th- since McDavid and Drysdale have been there together, it's been that they really cook on the power play. But five on five, there are times right. when and it goes a little the,
1: dark. That was the difference when Jay Woodcroft joined the team last year. Mm-hmm. They're five on five. No.
2: Mm-hmm. Anyways, we spent way too much time on this. I'm it's sorry, fun. Con- no, it's fun part. conversation. Um, speaking of defense, there is absolutely none in NBA All-Star Games. Frankly, there's really no defense in the NBA at all anymore. Jason Tatum set an NBA All-Star Game record with 55 points as Team Giannis beat Team LeBron Sunday in Salt Lake City. G-Leaguer Mac McClung stole the show on Saturday, winning the dunk contest with a perfect score of 50 on three of his four dunks. So did you enjoy the All-Star festivities (laughs) in Salt Lake City? That's
1: such a loaded question with just over two minutes remaining in the block. Do you want me to go game Weekend in total, uh, skills competition. Where, where would you like me to start on this very loaded question? I think
2: the game. Uh, just tell me quickly, yes or no. Did Mac McClung save the dunk contest?
1: Not necessarily. No, he did not save it because he's not even in the NBA. Okay, were you entertained? I was entertained.
2: Okay, so that's, that's fine.
1: The game. Okay, so the game, I will default to Michael Malone Who had this to say about the game following uh, (laughs) said All-Star game?
4: That is the worst basketball game ever
2: played. How do you fix it? Uh, I don't know if you can fix it. I mean, I give Joel
5: and B Kyrie Irving. Those guys were like competing. Joel was imploring some of the guys to play harder, to try to get some defense in. But um, no one got
2: hurt. They put on a show for the fans, but. That, that is a tough game to sit through, I'm not going to lie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in, incorrect. LeBron James got hurt and did not return. So did
2: Giannis. Giannis <laughs> yeah. left also. He was yeah. nursing in a he was hurt previous already. injury, yeah. yeah. But it, it's like, can they save it? Or is it no. so far gone that it's just like, no. why even do it anymore?
1: No, and I, listen, I know that guys made money in the past, but these guys are so far gone that they have no idea. Like, listen, if I made forty million dollars a year, would I risk that contract, whatever it's going to be four years, forty million dollars, on playing in an all star game probably
2: not. I don't know what you'd like, have to offer like what what number like. There is no millions. like five million dollars. They to get, win I the think, a hundred
1: thousand dollars to yeah. win the game, and you could get injured and cost yourself say, if you're a free agent next year, mm-hmm. you could cost yourself easy $160 million like that like mm-hmm. real money, $160 million. But I want to just play a clip from the 1993 All Star game to show you what it looked like. Yeah. Same place in Utah, awesome, yeah. And listen, people were making money it was a completely different game. I'm not saying it wasn't wide open, run and gun, but there were people playing defense. There were people attempting to block other dudes, not just Shade Gilders Alexander, because LeBron James was trying to prove a point. Like, guys are coming over. Guys Mm -hmm. are feeding it to others. Like, this
2: was an actual game. Oh, the post up, love that. No, that's, I mean, that's, that's way better. It's just that it is. It's better than what we saw last but night. But the money's ruined it, right? Yeah. Well, I, I guess so. I don't even have a good answer. Like, there's nothing. I don't think you can do to, to save it at this point. I think it's. I think it's done. Like watching that last night, the what all-star games originally I think were, were supposed to be was to showcase the best players in the world playing against each other to show that they're the best at their craft. Yeah. And what's happening now is you're just seeing Damian Lay-up Lillard line. just literally just huck it from half court, like. Who cares? Like, you're not, they're not showing their skills at all. I, I don't need to see a dunk contest. I saw that on Saturday night. Show us basketball, the best of the best. Not getting it. I'm mad about it. Such an easy stance. I know, but it's true. Like, <laughs> like how would, who wants to watch a layup line? No, I know. It's, it's a glorified layup line. That's it's all exactly it is. The best part was Tatum and, and, and Jalen Brown going toe to toe because they're teammates and they do that in practice.
1: But it's been like this for years and it's never changed. So we just rail against it until it changes?
2: Yeah, that's what we seem to do with the NHL and the NFL, too. Now they're doing a flag football game.
1: Yeah, no <laughs> one cares. No league. It's the money. fold
2: Jays. all the all stars. We're going
1: to get to the uh, XFL rules. We're going to get to the She Believes Cup, but we spent too much time arguing over plus minus. No, it's, Still it's to come. It's a good conversation. We'll check in with Hazel May in Dunedin as the Jays camp continues. Uh, Mark Spears on NBA All-Star Weekend and getting the call to the hall. And after the break, we will get to trade talk. Leafs big deal, 11 days out. Frank Saravelli joins us next. Who's next,
2: Jesse? I know Frank, Frank, Frank Saravelli.
1: Saravelli, but who's next?
2: I don't know. Who's next? You're a minus three today.
1: Eric Carlson?
2: You're minus three today. That's Seven your plus minus. On a
1: Monday. You didn't even get when I was
2: jammed. No, but you're minus three. Let's go. Plus two. Let's go. Ryan O'Reilly
6: is a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's uh, pretty surreal. Yeah, just last night, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm there in St. Louis. Next night I get a call, I'm on a plane, and here we are. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot to take in, but I'm super excited. It's a heck of a hockey team. I'm so glad to join them. Oh, oh, so oh,
1: so so It is wow. a wrap. Ladies and gentlemen, we have witnessed a star being born tonight. Let's stop it. A star has been born
2: tonight. Oh To himself. Oh no. He did it. Yes, he did, yes, did Candice. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell
1: kept it alive. Lillard for the winner. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's the guy you want taking the shot to win it. Team Giannis wins it tonight in Salt Lake City Utah and that's why you can't fix the bleeping game Jesse (laughs) yeah you're right what can I say all-star games they just get rid of them or just keep you plenty of afternoon action in the NHL today and it don't stop now Jets and Rangers MSG Hockey Central comes your way 6.30 Eastern before the game. Rogers Monday Night Hockey right here on Sportsnet. Now, the NHL trade, uh, trade market seems like it's ready to move. Trade market? Yeah, you got it. Trade market? We're good. Yeah. Even though we're still about uh, a week and a half away from the day when two networks act like drunken sailors in the hopes of gathering your attention for around seven
2: hours. It's so true. So a deadline day. Tune in. Hockey Central. Trade deadline. 10 a.m.
1: Eastern. Or just every day on Tim and Friends. March 3rd, only on Sportsnet. <laughs> Helping us sort through it all as one of the best insiders in the business. The president of hockey content for the Daily Faceoff, Frank Saravelli Frankie, now. how are things, buddy? Tim, I'm good. How are you? I, I am very well. Thank you very much. Do you have any way to fix All-Star games?
0: I don't. I mean, <laughs> maybe just make them shorter and condense the weekend for all involved. Yeah,
1: I think, I think that's that is but they idea. gotta make the money, they gotta sell it to the advertisers and have them come in and kiss babies and shake hands. Did you hear
0: know. Shaq, by the way, about like ripping on Utah as the weekend was going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I love. I, I mean, I,
0: so this is actually a question that I asked in Gary Bettman's press conference yeah. at All-Star Weekend. I said, would you consider putting the All-Star Weekend on a rotation of five or six destination cities like yes. Florida and Tampa, maybe L.A.? Pick some I warm weather yeah. destinations, Vegas, and, and that way you get more buy-in from the players. What did he say? He said, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to all 32 markets, is still very important to the yeah, league. And I get yeah. that. I understand.
1: But, but you're right. The players had more buy-in because they could go to the beach mm-hmm. and chill out or bring the family down if they are that kind of dude. And their family can play on the beach. And, yeah. Because their teammates
2: are in Cancun right now. Right. Doing and the they're same thing. in
0: that's actually one reason why this particular All-Star weekend was pretty successful for yeah. the NHL because they found the secret sauce in managing the bye week schedule before and after. So it was like, hey, Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, if you guys want to go on a vacation to the Bahamas beforehand and then jet over right. to Fort Lauderdale after, I mean, that, that works yeah. for us.
1: Uh, Turks and Caicos, which may become a province in Canada, Frank Sarabelli. Mm. We're all hoping for it. Uh, all right, so before we, to- we dip our toes in the trade pool, what did you think of the O'Reilly deal to Toronto?
0: Well, I think there's no question that it makes the Toronto Maple Leafs better in the sense that it addresses, I think, one of their needs for some significant center depth. And Mm -hmm. it gives Sheldon Keefe a lot of options to play with. I'm sure uh, handling that lineup card on a night-to-night basis is going to be really interesting. However, I will say that the price was steep. A first, second, third, and fourth round pick, essentially, for O'Reilly and Achari. And when you consider the season that O'Reilly has had to this point, it seems to be a pretty expensive price to pay for someone whose game had fallen off. And I think my larger 30,000 foot view question of this trade for the Toronto Maple Leafs is, what does it do, if anything, to shift the balance of power in the Eastern Conference? And. When looking at the Tampa Bay Lightning as they're on a collision course once again, or the Boston Bruins maybe one round beyond that, and maybe even the Carolina Hurricanes if they're fortunate enough to get to an Eastern Conference final, against all three of those teams, the fact remains that the t- those teams all have a significant advantage both on the back end and specifically in net cool. that makes it hard to envision that sort of path forward for the Maple Leafs. Now, with 11 days to go, Tim, we still have time for the Leafs to address some of those needs I don't think goaltending is going to be one of them but they're in a spot where that part of the team still needs to be improved.
1: Okay so we just had that conversation in the opening segment of the show before we argued about plus minus and Jesse's easy stance that uh, all-star games (laughs) suck. but we played a Kyle Dubas clip of him saying basically no rentals Uh, he just got two upcoming free agents what's he playing poker with that clip is he feeling the pressure of having to win a round, or might this be like the Bo Horvat deal and perhaps there's an extension on the horizon
0: i don't understand how an extension could possibly be on the horizon from a salary cap standpoint because I don't believe Ryan O'Reilly at 32 years of age is in the same category as Mark Giordano where he can say, hey, you know what, I've gotten close to free agency, I have a chance to peruse the market and understand what that market might look like, and rather than going to a place for a million extra dollars this year, I'll take two years at one million per and I'll put my spot in a point where I don't need to move my family around the world. When it comes to O'Reilly, he, he could still earn, a, I don't know, pick the, the neighborhood of his next contract, yeah. $5 million a year for three years if a team's especially desperate, maybe four or five. Um, he's certainly still, at least according to the price that the Maple Leafs paid to get him, a significant impact player in this league. So if that is the case and you want to keep Ryan O'Reilly, which I think the Leafs obviously reserve the right to do so, then that would mean from a salary cap standpoint, saying goodbye to someone like Michael Bunting, for instance, because there's just not enough cap space to go around to keep all those guys. So I do believe in the purest sense of the word that Ryan O'Reilly is a rental for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And then, you know, moving forward after that, I mean, we'll see. Yeah
1: that's that's It'll be really interesting to see how it goes, but if they win around, which is such a low bar, but it's true, if they win around, it'll be worthwhile for the trauma Leafs. Listen, I wanna I, I wanna get around. Sorry, go ahead. You were gonna jump in there. No, I just wanted to yep. address
0: the other point about Kyle Dubas potentially playing poker. poker. I, I don't believe that is the case. Yeah. I don't think he's sitting here and saying one thing and then going out and doing another to then obfuscate the media or or anything else about the messaging. I truly believe that his organizational philosophy running this team is is to not spend assets on rentals, if at all avoidable. But I think there's a couple of things in play. One is the market itself, specifically, um, in terms of the other impact players that might have had term. Are they going to move the needle for the Leafs in the way that O'Reilly does? And two, just the pressure that's facing this team to break through. If you boil it down, you can probably see an indictment of the Maple Leafs core as it stands, we heard Brendan Shanahan not all that long ago last season after the you know, post-mortem saying, you know, we need killers. And Ryan O'Reilly is one of those killers, as evidenced by that epic 2019 photo on the team plane holding the Conn Smythe.
1: Agreed. Uh, the, the Oilers just had another blown lead. Um, did the price of a D-man just go up on Ken Holland?
0: You know, I think the Oilers have spent a long time, Tim, perusing the market for defensemen. And whether it's Vladislav Gabrikov yeah. or Jacob Chikrin or Eric Carlson, they've examined the prices for all of them. And yes, would Carlson be a difference maker this season, particularly at even strength and beyond? I don't think there's any question about that. Can they come to a reasonable price that they feel um, they're comfortable adding Carlson in that term? I don't I'm skeptical of that. I really am. And I think they look at the other guys that are available and say for what we're looking for at this exact juncture and what it would require based on moving some other pieces around as someone like Philip Broberg, for instance, has played himself into the untouchable category. They're probably saying these guys are not the real difference makers that we would need in order to go on a deep Stanley Cup playoff run. So I think they're looking at a number of different options, including at the forward position. Mm. I think Patrick Kane is one of those really intriguing uh, sort of ideas. Could you imagine a Kane McDavid Kane line in Edmonton and then you could throw Zach Hyman with Leon Dreisaitl. That has to be an intoxicating thought. I think it's still 50 50 maybe even 60-40, that Patrick Kane goes to the Blackhawks and says, you know what? I've decided that I'm not going to move. And so the Blackhawks are bracing for that decision, hopefully by midweek or or later in the week at the latest. And then the Oilers, I I think what's happened is not the price of the D-man has gone up on the market. I think it's that the pressure has ratcheted up for a team after a few down games that looked like was finally heading in the right direction.
1: Okay, yeah, I agree with that last statement. And I also agree on the on the Kane. Craig Simpson, during the game last night, kind of sort of noted how Kane went to the other side of the ice during the hat trick celebrations, when the hat started coming onto the ice. And it was just a little line from Simmer, and I thought it was so good, like like he was attempting to um, soak in what could be one of his last real moments at that stadium with that crowd. I know you said 50-50. Um, does it sound like Patrick Kane is leaning one way or the other?
0: I, I really don't <laughs> think he has the answer just yet. Right. I truly believe that. And I don't. I know that the Chicago Blackhawks don't at this moment. Um, I think they're they're hoping for an answer sooner rather than later so that they can either pursue it and or put it to bed. Um, you know, we got the answer finally from Jonathan Taves on Sunday, of course. Uh, That he's not going anywhere, and I think that sort of helps clarify the picture for Chicago. But I kind of got a little bit of that sense, and you could sort of see it in the the post game salute to fans as well. He maybe has I don't know. Even if he stays until the deadline, there's two more home games um, where he could then continue that salute if he chooses. I just still think there's such a large part of him that wants to see this contract through to the end and give himself the proper runway. An execution this summer to land once and for all at his next destination where he can then settle in. And I think there's some concern that you know doing that mid-season just might not afford him the same comfortability.
1: Uh, they play one of those two games remaining at home on Sportsnet One tomorrow against Vegas. Uh, we've run out of time here. Just is this Jonathan Taves latest uh, story about the long COVID and what he's going through take him out of the equation for the deadline?
0: 100%. Yeah. Uh, this means Jonathan Taves isn't going anywhere. And it's, it's unfortunate because his body just isn't cooperating. Um, this long COVID and the chronic immune response syndrome that he's been dealing with. Yeah. he he One of the healthiest guys in the league in terms of taking care of your body, doing all the right. This guy was growing his own vegetables. Before that was cool like 13 years ago. Um, and he just, he cannot feel right in order to compete. Yeah. And uh, I think the larger question, Tim, is, Will Jonathan Tave's career continue after this season?
1: Yeah, such a good guy, such a great leader. Uh, it's a terrible way to have this season end if it doesn't that way. And God forbid we don't see him on the ice again. Uh, Frank, always appreciate you dropping by and doing this. Thanks, thanks for bringing some info to the table. Take care, Tim. Uh, there is Frank Saravelli, who again, uh, daily face-off president, Hockey Ops. By the way, did you hear him say Leafs need more killers, the Brendan Shanahan? Mm-hmm. I think he thinks the same way I do. The Leafs are purpose, purposefully trying to add guys that they think can get them over the hump. Probably. And adding a little they need, bit of they
2: need like, character,
1: right? Yeah. Former it's an, captains. It's time yeah. For them. All right. Uh, I know that the uh, Flames still struggling with the Philadelphia Flyers. This is live right now on Sportsnet 1. They are under a minute remaining in the second period. Calgary going on a very important power play. As you can see, 0 for 3 on the day. See if they can get back into this one, trailing the awful Philadelphia Flyers. Two wins in their last ten games by two goals. Final minute of play over on Sportsnet. One, one time, it was just off the stick of Kate's and wide All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, you know I want to do play by play. I know. Why are you no, I was
2: just gonna say that. Why are you laughing You're at me? You're good at
1: it. You're good at it. I just stole the line. But you were
2: just doing play by play over the play by play, brick ball, yeah. <laughs> the double play by play.
1: All right, Plays of the Week coming up next right here on Tim and Friends, then Mark Spears on the weekend that was in the NBA.
2: All-famer. All-famer.
1: I can't believe how much commercial time we've argued about All-Star games. I know. I know. (laughs) Let's start the uh, Plays of the Week off with the right foot unlike Patrick Mahomes or Jesse Rubinoff playing (laughs) basketball here on YouTube. And Jesse going in for the dunk and yeah, yeah. I did that
2: a time or two in that's, high school basketball. That's Max McClung. Very <laughs> nice, very good.
1: Uh, don't worry, dude. Professionals blow them too. This oh, is the case where the good. Butler did not do it. Yeah. All right, kids. Got some good plays for you. Cam Johnson going
2: to the tin. Still impressed by circus layups, Jesse. Yes. Yes. Are, those, are the Nets like really gonna fall down the standings, or are they gonna be okay? I think so. But I'd rather watch them now yeah. than before. Same. Because I'm
1: intrigued. A uh, Former net, Kyrie Irving. That was yeah, nasty. That was nasty. Markel Fultz exploding
2: on Precious. Oh my goodness. Good for him.
1: Um, we were talking about the dunk competition too. How about Shaden Sharp?
2: Yeah, I mean, he backed out. Early
1: petition going to have him in next year's? Yeah. Why did he why did he back out?
2: Speaking on of season?
1: hops. On. DK Metcalf, is this real? Yeah, no,
2: absolutely. It's not? No, it can't be. Didn't he get didn't the NFL ask him for a drug test? A drug test after this?
1: So if that's doctor. Can't be real. How
2: about this?
1: This is him at the all-star celebrity game on Friday Mm -hmm. night? No, he got way higher in the video, no? (laughs) I feel like he did. Way higher. I feel like (laughs) he did. How about your new number one in the world, John Rom? This is a $1.4 million bounce. That led to an eagle eagled the hole. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it's a two-shot difference. At least he won the tournament yep. by two shots. Difference between first and second, Jesse,
2: 1.4 million.
1: Yes, ridiculous. Glad he got a swing?
2: Yeah, there's potential there for sure. Oh yeah, I'm sure that went far. Like, I'm really asking
1: far. a lot of questions. Michigan plays still make the plays of the week?
2: Uh, not if you ask John Tortorella.
1: <laughs> I'm asking Jesse Rubenoff. Yeah, sure, why not? I saw a 12-year-old kid do it. Really? In a game. That's Zegers' fault. Uh, This is uh, Jesper nicely. Yeah, that's nasty. And the hop over at the end. Devils are really fun. They are fun to watch, yeah.
2: They're saving hockey.
1: Sorry? They're saving hockey.
2: (laughs) New Jersey Devils. Who would have thunk it? Full circle. They ruined hockey in Uh, 2000. Nemestikov. (laughs)
1: Nemestikov. Yeah, Uh, complete opposite of the early 2000 (laughs) Devils. That's so funny. Uh, Here is Florian Wirtz taking on basically all of Monaco.
2: The footy. Love a good footy highlight.
1: And does anyone do it better than Lionel Messi against Leo? tied late? Oh, Messi. Five on the wall, player down on the ground. Messi drives through and kisses it off the iron and sticks the dagger home. This is just what the
2: doctor ordered.
1: Wow, wow,
2: wow. Just so good. Can you imagine having that kind of control?
1: I think they need a better wall at Alabama. This is Kirsty White. <laughs> Made the catch. I mean, listen. Yeah, that's it. Out. <laughs> and saved her injury because she did, you know, uh, all star weekend. Listen, the disrespect for Nikola Jokic. Like, the yeah. guy's about to go three time MVP. Yeah.
2: yeah, I don't know. Like, what the know. hell are we doing? It's not, a, it's not, a, it's not, a, it's not an all star game guy, I guess.
1: What do you tell? He passes. That's what he said yeah. after. Yeah. Like, don't you want Pat? Well, I guess you could just pat yourself. Good defense. <laughs> right? Just pass to Good yourself. Team. Yeah, Not team. just LeBron James, Jason Tatum. Whatever you can do, I can do almost
2: similarly. We've seen this in the All-Star Game for how, how long now? Too long. Like Vince was doing Too this long. back just, Did Did yeah. Mac McClung own All-Star Weekend? Yeah, he's a
1: superstar, for sure. Do you know that he made his urn? just $100,000 in two career games mm-hmm. in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He got 150 for this win. It's amazing.
2: The fact that he got all of his dunks on the first try was was the reason it was so successful.
1: Without a doubt, and he wasn't the only one getting them down quickly, but Kenny Smith took aim. Here he goes. And he's putting on a handle. Oh, that's oh, that's old. Old. It's, it's over, ladies and it's gentlemen. A it is over, ladies no, and gentlemen. Rap. It is wow. a wrap. We have witnessed a star being born tonight. Let's stop it. A star has been born tonight. A star? A star. Like an NBA star? An NBA star <laughs> has been born tonight. His name will wait. be rung throughout the country for 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> for 48 hours. I, 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 I remember hearing that. I was laughing. Teddy. Don't
2: yeah. do him like that, Kenny. Very, very good.
1: Always oh, very, very good. And we thank uh, Nate Duncan for jumping into the plays of the week. Neil Maddie is off today, so
2: great job, Nate yeah. Dog. Um, that's what the dunk contest is going to get—pro
1: dunkers, like, viral pro dunkers. Like that's basically what Mac McClung yeah, is. Yeah, since
2: high school. He's been. But I was entertained. I'm okay with it. Yeah, it was awesome.
1: Uh, we'll talk to Mark Spears. Ask him. See if he has any ideas. We, we, like we could have had a full commercial segment of this show. Again? Tim and Friends, time for
2: Tim and Friends,
4: Tim and Friends. Tim and Friends, stop for Tim and Friends, Tim and Friends. And now, time for Real Sports Talk with Tim McAuliffe. End of the show. Thank you
1: very much. Sheepdogs back here. Final half an hour on Tim and Friends. We'll take you until 6.30 Eastern time when Rogers Monday Night Hockey takes over. Jets and Rangers right here on the network. Mark Spears, the Hall of Famer. And Hazel May, soon to be Hall of Famer, on the... States of America and a flurry of holidays across our country that I can no longer keep up with. We'll start <laughs> with the Flames and the Flyers. Now, Calgary 6-0-1 in their last seven against the Flyers, coming off a big win against the Rangers on Saturday night, so of course they're kind going of to come out flying. Well, they tried to, 2-on-0, that's Kadri, Uberdo, and stopped by Ersen. Shortly after, Travis me, other way, he's got 27, and Markstrom beat on an no OK goal. 1-0 Philly second period flyers shorthanded connecting to Scott Lawton East Scott and a rebound cleared off the line flames and block a shot leading to a breakaway for Dylan Dubé great opportunity fires him. moments later Cam York out of the box sauces Nicolas Delorie. no yes tough guy soft hands fourth Makes it a 2-0 Philly lead shortly after Michael Backlund loose puck. Goal. All right, so the Flames are going to turn it on and take this over, right? Hold up. Hey, still period. Konechny just doing damage here. He feeds Tony D'Angelo high slots, and he will slot it over the shoulder of Markstrom. 3-1. You don't like that goal either, do you? Uh, Mackenzie Wieger, sick of the Konechny play. Just runs right through him. Hit from behind connect me shaken up with head straight to the locker room we are in the second intermission of play flyers leading the flames 3-1 super stat meaningless numbers Calgary, 11 wins in 28 games versus the beast
2: super stat
1: uh, this is Bruins and Sens Claude Giroux tied it at one on the backhand we go to the second period still tied at one Brady Kachuk great play big hit on Lynn Holm Centers for Dylan Gambrell, but Linus Allmark makes the big glove save. Three to play in the second. What a play by Charlie McAvoy. Let's it go off the boards, through his legs. Little dummy, the spin, the feed, Pasternak's got 40. Third career 40 goal season, it is 2-1 Boston, then McAvoy, from his knees, spots Pasternak again, make it 41 as he beats Kevin Mamboles.
2: Mangelet Mangelet
1: either way it is a 3-1 Boston win three assists on the night for McAvoy two goals for Pasternak so and he gets the love Really, Mar- McAvoy Scooting unbelievable in on that game first, first period Brandon top of the screen Brandon Tana hit 20, from behind by, by Marco the Mario Ferrero, excuse me Ferrero or Tanat hit Ferrero. Got a good he or oh, I understood. No call on the play. Second period. Yanni Gord. That's an own goal. He won the draw into his own net. Logan Couture's easiest goal of his career, I believe. One nothing Sharks. Probably the only way the Sharks win games too is with own goals. Vince Dunn turns it on over. Svechnikov, his seven and it's two nothing San Jose. Second period winding down. Noah Gregor. How about that. Three nothing Sharks. Doing the rest of the Pacific a bit of a favor here.
2: Nicest jerseys too,
1: as they lead in two-nothing. the league. Right. Nicest jerseys in the league in the league. I you think the cracking kind of ripped them off?
2: A little bit. Speed? A little bit. That's okay, though. It's only so many colors out there. I don't know. I just saw
1: two really good jerseys. I disagree with the on the Sharks. I'm sorry, as All mentioned. Right. More hockey on the way. Jets coming off a loss in New Jersey last night. Fade the, uh, faced the hard charging Rangers Madison Square Garden. Good news. Nick Ehlers will play after picking up an injury yesterday, but Cole Perfetti is out. Connor Hellebuck starts in that back to back day. You see the game across the country on Sportsnet. Hockey Central will follow us in about 25 minutes. All-Star Saturday Night. Welcome to the Starry Three-Point Contest. Pressure here. Here uh, we go. Need the money ball. They need, they need the money ball. Got
5: it. Hey The Starry Three-Point Contest champion, Dave
1: Lillard. No, look at the NBA Ballers, All-Stars, how they are reacting to it. Here comes McClung. Oh, whoo! Ah, that's a Hesie. Yeah, yep, that's a, yep, a fifty. Oh, that's ladies and gentlemen. That's goal. Goal. It's all for ladies and gentlemen. That's a take my African brother, Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam was getting after it as well. It was
4: in full effect.
1: Oh, oh, he no did. yes, he did, it. Yes, he did. Uh-oh,
5: uh-oh.
4: Oh, oh. oh! I can do that, too. Nobody gives me the chance. Damian Lillard, he did not even cross that court.
1: Brown, for three. Look at that, yeah. <laughs> Too small. Too little. Oh. There
4: oh. you go, oh. Cody Jason. It's it's a little redemption. Lillard for the win! Yeah. Oh, time! Game time. It's game time. wins it tonight, and now for the MVP, an all-time record most points scored, Jason Tatum.
1: And that was your All-Star weekend. Well, it's true. Our next guest has been coming on our show for years. Never before have I been able to call him. A Hall of Famer, sure. Mark Spears has been an esteemed member of the Tim and Whatever Hall of Fame from time. But today, I truly love that I can say 2023 Naismith Hall of Fame Kurt Gowdy Media Award winner. Mark Spears here, oh, here on Tim and Craig. What is going on, Spears? Oh,
5: I'm, I'm, I'm truly honored to get that award. There's been a lot of amazing journalists who've gotten it, and. In- You know as a kid i dreamed of being in the nba one day and but i realized that my chances were slim i saw a stat when i was in junior high that less than two percent of all college basketball players make it to the nba so i kind of thought at that time the best next best thing to do to try to get there is writing yeah worked on being a sports writer and then to get in the hall of fame i mean like my name's in there forever i don't care where they put my name it could be in a closet (laughs) it could be upside down man i'm just
1: it's in there, though, and they can't take it out. That's awesome. I a real talk when I saw you on stage in Utah, like I beamed. It wasn't even me. Uh, like, quickly, who who's passing through your old brain as you're standing up there? And like, you know, like Dwayne Wade's there. Holly Rowe, by the way, the other uh, media member getting in. Congratulations yeah, to her as well. Uh, I mean, just crazy. Yeah, no, they uh, met.
5: Weiner asked me, like, um, just kind of what, where it has basketball taken you? And mm-hmm. I was like, I literally have seen the world because of this game, and and then it allowed me to get in the Hall of Fame, and then that's kind of where it hit me, and I, I had a loss for words, choked up a little bit. Um, didn't cry, I cry, right, right, right. And I had a, you're uh, allowed to though, a man tear, one man <laughs> tear, and so it, I mean, but it is true. I mean, like that basketball is taken me globally to about 20 different countries, right? I mean, it's, uh, I've, I've been able to see the Olympics. I, I saw the European Championships to, you know, um, and and so it's just been amazing. And uh, I write about basketball for a living, man. Yeah. And I, I just think that perhaps it's what I often write about, which is, you know, social justice issues, racial issues, um, also being able to get behind the curtain with a lot of players. Yeah. Getting them to open up I had a story on Alan Iverson that ran yesterday where he was very very revealing I think those are some of the things that they liked um thank God and uh shoot there's a lot of great journalists they could have picked so to pick me is is, is a outstanding honor that's like the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in
1: my career for sure uh one more time um, you got 20 countries globally, and a hell of a Bin Laden story. But we'll save that for <laughs> <laughs> We'll save that for another day. Um, so yeah, Jesse not, and I had you're like trying to get me in trouble.
5: <laughs> 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 I want. Hey, I want to be able to go to my ceremony.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, Jesse and I were talking about the All Star Game, and I, honestly, I've never argued more in commercial breaks than we have on this show on whether or not people, like I say, Jesse's like, oh, they got to play harder. I want to see the best ball basketball players in the world play basketball and, like, easy stance alert and tell me if I'm saying this wrong, Jesse, because I don't want to misrepresent you. Mm. But, like, I'm like, there's you're preaching to the choir. Like, everyone wants it to change, but there's no way to change it. Are, are you of the opinion, Mark, that we're just kind of too far gone with this and that's just what it is? Yeah. yeah.
5: I, you know what, I, I, I think... There's certainly other things, factors in there that people don't know about. Like everything before the game was way too long. These guys go get treatment and all, all this stuff, and then all of a sudden we're doing a, a, a draft. pick them pick thing, <laughs> yeah. which took, what, a half an hour, right? Yeah. And then, hey, now who was the, the guy that sang after that? Post
1: Malone? Uh, was Post Malone up there? Post I don't Malone know.
5: concert. Yeah. It was yeah. a Post Malone concert after that, like. They've already warmed up. They've they've already like got iced, and they, then they got a pick, and it's just then you. I, I don't think you know. Like they had to change locker rooms. Yeah. They had to get all their stuff from whatever like, if they had to put you know, post if they were Malone on the in there. Team, you had to change locker rooms, <laughs> so it just by the time they got oh, there, all right, because of the pick. This, yeah, of all the twenty-three All Star games I've covered or twenty plus whatever, this was the the worst like. Buzz, there was no buzz in the building, yeah. And I I don't know if there wasn't a lot of jazz fans there or what, but it seemed like a corporate event. Also, because it was in Salt Lake, and I'm not trying to shade Salt Lake City, (laughs) there were no big name celebs there. So, I think part of the wanting to play hard is Jay Z sitting courtside, Beyonce sitting courtside, Dave Chappelle sitting courtside, right? You know, Floyd Mayweather Jr., like they weren't there. Uh, So there wasn't anybody sitting courtside to give them that extra juice. And so, but then I think about it, you know, for the most part, these games are the same every year, right?
1: And every sport, yeah, they don't even play tackle football anymore.
5: So I don't know why everybody's suddenly acting surprised. Yeah, Yeah. I, I, I do think the one thing that is disappointing that I thought would encourage them more was that every quarter, whoever wins a quarter, like it, it goes to a charity yeah so one charity wins money and one loses money so maybe the thing is to bring this <laughs> the kid that looks the saddest <laughs> <laughs>
1: play for him play for her i'm with you we need books We need books. please <laughs> like, lebron
5: please yeah, like, yeah maybe you meet some of those kids before the game but yeah. like hey these. Are we don't even have
1: helmets lebron and we yes. play football
5: please <laughs> I love it I have to walk eight miles in the snow we just want a small yellow bus that's it like they they don't I, I mean perhaps to me that might be the only motivation because the first time they did that was in Chicago and once the players saw like oh somebody I see won some money this quarter they took it up but from that first play, this like Jason Tatum baseline yeah. dunk when nobody defended him. Uh, that that set the tone for uh, a, a light scrimmage
1: for the walkthrough. Yeah. yeah, it felt like a walkthrough. Hey, um, I, I got to and listen, I, I get it. the one thing that I will say that I think not enough people are mentioning is the owners don't want to meet like the 40 million a year. That's an investment. You don't want your guy getting hurt in the middle of the season. Playing wow. a game for fun. And that's but even them playing soft LeBron got
5: hurt. Yeah. Right? So Yeah, that's true too. But I mean, to me, and look, I'm not them. Yeah. But how many opportunities are you gonna have to play in an iron sharpens iron game? Oh, I know. And that's what that's I loved what we about, about the, yeah. the guys I grew up watching. That's how they saw it. Yeah. That's well- how Kobe saw it. And also what wasn't spoken about is there's no Steph Curry. There was no Durant. Yeah. There was no Giannis. No James Harden, there was no Booker, there was no Chris Paul, so I think a lot of the stars that like Chris Paul, if he plays, he makes the game competitive. Right. Devin Booker same way. Like the Chris Paul has played a key role in making that game interesting. Right. He, he wasn't in it. Very good I so a lot, I think there was he a lot of factors that that need to be put into it. But like you know, Russell Westbrook played harder in All Star game than I've ever seen. His days are past, but you know you you got to bring. If there's four or five guys that really care, then ultimately it makes everybody else care.
1: Okay, we got 90 seconds left here, Mark, and we're always rushed whenever we talk to you. But you mentioned Russell Westbrook today, breaking news. He's going to join the Clippers after a buyout with Utah. I I wanted to talk Mac McClung, but yeah, sure. Did you really want to talk Mac McClung? Really? Yeah. (laughs) Come on. Go ahead. All right. uh, So, Rob... I saw a bunch of people on Twitter say, if he takes a role, he's a really good character piece or a piece for the puzzle for the Clippers. But I've never seen him take a role in my life. Like, it, yeah. is, is there any way that he understands what has ailed him over the last few years and takes a role with the Clippers?
5: I, I, but you no, know, I thought he figured out role-wise with the Lakers. In the end, like, once it was established that he was coming off the bench and he got used to it, I thought... Actually, that he was pretty playing pretty well for him. Thought he would finish the season with him. Um, you gotta remember, he has a, a relationship that's really close with Paul George. They played together yes. with the Thunder. Paul George really, really wanted them team. I'm sure he talked to the ownership management, Ty Lu. So I think like it's on PG to make sure that works. Right, yeah. that's his guy. He probably he pushed for him. He went on social media and then and, and like really ex- uh, exclamated the move. So. Um let's see, man. I, I I mean, but the Clippers are deep. <laughs> like, yeah. He better get used to a role because that's what he's gonna have there. Cause there's a lot of players on that team. They got Bones Highland now too. Yep. I like Bones Highland a lot. Me. You know, so Me too. I, I don't know how much playing time is for Russ. And when you come into a team midseason like this that actually has a a championship capable team that was something he hasn't won won. I think it is in his best, you know, especially in trying to save his career because he's going to be a free agent. Yes. To try to fit in and, and show that he's worthy of continuing to have uh, years in this league.
1: Hall of Famer. Mark Spears. And, and, and that means you got to say that every time. <laughs> <laughs> we we will, my dude. Congratulations. Uh, very happy for you and happy that you could join us uh day after the weekend appreciate it my dude thanks you brother and congratulations yes all right mark spears uh hall of famer time for one last break hazel may in dunedin sean reynolds madison square garden game time we'll try and fit it all in next as we get you set for rogers monday night hockey right here on tim and friends Welcome back. Our Monday tip of the cap goes to Blue G.A.'s manager, John Schneider. You heard this story? Yes, this is crazy. Recently helped a woman from choking at a Dunedin restaurant. Schneider was having lunch with his wife when he noticed the woman struggling, successfully applied the Heimlich maneuver to dislodge,
4: wait for it, a shrimp from her throat. He was asked about it over the weekend. I don't know. Right place, right time. I mean, just kind of enjoying lunch with Jess and, um, you know, you either help or you don't, and then I decided to go over and see if I could help. Is that it was... something you guys all get trained on, or you just you trained on? Or... I learned it in like sixth grade and, ha- and had not done since, so it was just kind of like I think I remember how to do this, and um, I'm a bigger guy, so I think that kind of helped a little bit. Um, but yeah, hadn't thought about the Heimlich maneuver since I, you know sixth grade.
6: You have your lunch comped?
4: I had a beer comped, but I was, it was it was it was late enough in the day. Um, no, but the. Uh... <laughs> yeah it's 1201. No. um no the manager came over and said and said thank you very much i think i was i was kind of like a little bit rattled afterwards um so the beard had come in handy but it was yeah you kind of think about it you're like wow I was, that was that was pretty cool friends it's time to head
1: south where visions of palm trees freshly cut grass and baseball signal the start of something special for all canadians the promise of spring summer And baseball's return to the great white north. So, settle in and enjoy our daily dose of what's to come. It's time for the Tim and Friends postcard from Dunedin. Amazingly, the Jays' first exhibition game goes on Saturday, Jesse. Lots of games on the network, too, by the way.
2: You you were doing like, you were trying to to keep the postcard voice going, but. Didn't fully commit there.
1: Got excited by the
2: (laughs) Saturday game. A little thing that I just noticed. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh, First full
1: team workout Wednesday (laughs) as we inch closer to baseball. With one of those new Jays, Brandon Belt, talking with the media today. With more, here's our friend Hazel May.
2: Little accent.
6: One of the newest faces this season arrived at the blue jays pdc on monday veteran brandon belt who signed a one-year 9.3 million dollar deal back in january brings a wealth of championship experience and of course that much coveted left-handed power bat
3: what they did this offseason and adding some uh, left-handed hitters to the lineup i think that's helpful for sure um, you know because when you only have one side, obviously the, the pitcher's kind of get in a groove, and they can kind of uh, run with that for a while. But you know, you switch it back and forth on them a little bit. You know, it's it's tougher for them to get into a groove, and I think that's where you know I can help out, and some of the other lefties that are coming
4: in, we can help out. When you're facing a lineup of nine righties, you're kind of just dialing in a simple approach um, as a right-handed pitcher against our lineup in years past. So um, having that mix and match, I think is going to be
3: good. I've been telling everybody this is probably the best I've felt in, in a couple years. Um, I had knee surgery in September, and uh, you know, a couple of years for the years prior to this year, I wasn't even able to chase my kids around in the yard because it was uh, bothering
4: me so bad. I had seen him about uh, probably three weeks ago down here. He came in for his physical, um, caught up with him then, and he's uh, he's ready to roll. He's a veteran dude, and um, I think he's going to fit in really well with the team. I think guys like Bo Vlad. Jan O'Kirke, kind of that young core that's coming up. Um, I kind of gravitate towards them when they're picking his brain a little bit. I, mean, I have a
3: lot of experience to draw off of, but I'm also really excited to play with a, a, a new good team. It's kind of like the first day of school.
6: Belt wasn't aware of the dimensions of the newly renovated Rogers Center when he signed, but admitted he loves hitting in domes or when the roof is open. Quote, that's definitely exciting to a hitter. Hazel May, Sportsnet, Dunedin, Florida
1: all right palm trees hazel understood uh, here's what's on tap tonight rogers monday night hockey follows us jets and rangers and by the way if you're looking for the wrestling we got you covered monday night raw 8 p.m eastern sports <laughs>
2: Yeah, we're just minutes away from sending you to Hockey Central on Sportsnet, ahead of the Jets and Rangers on Rogers Monday Night Hockey. It's the second of back-to-back games from Winnipeg after a 4-2 loss in Jersey last night. Sean Reynolds is standing by at Madison Square Garden, the Mecca, with more on tonight's matchup. Here's Sean.
6: Since the very beginning of the season, the Jets have been pushing to be one of the best teams in the West. They've hung around there for a long time and been considered one of the best teams in the West pretty much the entire season. Things are slipping a little bit lately. It's been hidden by the fact that as the Jets have faltered over the last month, so too have the Dallas Stars. And it was a little bit of a two-horse race for first in the West between those two teams. But now it's starting to show the cracks in the foundation as other teams are jumping up in there. The Jets, they've been off and on. lost three straight games won three straight games now they've lost two straight and in that time over those last two games they've watched teams like the Seattle crack and the LA Kings and of course the Vegas Golden Knights hop over them nipping at their heels as the Colorado Avalanche just two points back guys it seemed that it wasn't a possibility not that long ago but you have to start considering if the Jets can't turn this around the possibility of them maybe not making the playoffs is coming into play.
1: I feel like they're too good to bring that into the (laughs) equation especially as i'm watching philadelphia go up 4-3 on the calgary flames calgary got it from 3-1 to 3-3 and now it's 4-3 you can see that on sportsnet one but you look at these standings i don't know what the wild really are and then after the flames there's a bit of a drop off i don't think the preds got it like I think it's just kind of wild Flames, Whalers battling it out there. I don't think the Jets are in that danger, but you know Colorado's gonna be better as they get
2: out. Yeah, no doubt. The Jets thing feels like it happened really quickly. Like they were having a real good first half of the year. They were in the conversation. They're they're still just three points behind the Jets. Excuse me, behind the stars. It could go either way. Yeah. Like they're right in that swing spot. Yeah. If they get hot, have a little bit of a winning streak, you could be leading the division again. And they're plus 29 goal differential. Like I believe in
1: what they have, the pieces they have, but you can see how important it is as they go hellebuck back to
2: back here. It feels like there's a lot of teams in Canada that can score, but have trouble keeping the puck out of their net. And what do you need to do in the playoffs? It's a live and die with the goalie though, right? Yeah. I feel like. You probably are. All
1: right, that does it for us. Hockey Central will have more. David Amber and the Monday Night panel is coming up next, followed by the aforementioned Winnipeg Jets and the New York Rangers. Thanks for watching. Hope to talk to you again tomorrow.